Welcome to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games because we like video games, except when we hate video games. I'm Ashley. I'm video games. I, I was going to go with that, but I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this episode of Glitch Please is brought to us by Movement Watches, and we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Fortnite, which has just come out in early access. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the current events because there's a lot. We even have a glitch of the week. Um, and uh, also, I want to discuss, uh, this comes up in the in comments every now and again, it's a great topic to discuss. Are exclusives good or bad mm. for uh, gamers and for the industry? Okay. So I think it's a, there's a lot we can discuss there. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, but before we get into the discussion about Fortnite specifically, what have you guys been up to? You know, I haven't played much except for some Pyre. Okay, so that's the new Supergiant game. Yes. I was a huge fan of Bastion. Yes. Loved Transistor. Yes. Pyre is their new one that's out. I haven't got to try it yet. That, that game Tell is me more. fucking weird, man. What kind it of is, weird? It's also, it's, there's a lot of good and some bad. Um, it's also a really big departure from, from Bastion to Transistor. So I know Transistor was a departure for Bast from Bastion, but this is even a, a further leap than that. So what I don't know that they tell you is that this is like a graphic n novel, a visual novel sort of game. I'm in. Ryan, um, are you in? No. <laughs> right. And, 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 that, and people say, no, it's not. But let me explain. So the game, at least for the first few hours, is it is beautifully hand drawn, but it is a story about basically you live. I can't remember what it's called, but you live in some sort of purgatory, or you're, you're sent to some sort of purgatory. You're exiled, and and then you meet up with this group of people, and you are known as the reader because you're, you're reading their text, but you can also read books. Um, so that's what makes you special. And they take you aboard their wagon that is traveling this purgatory, and for, they are trying to complete the rites. And if they if they compete in the rites and win they will get to leave purgatory and rejoin society. And Not purgatory. Be reformed and all that. Um, you talking about the downside? This sounds like... I think it's called the downside, yes. There you go. Okay, Which, so, so far it sounds the like, upside kind down. Of like evil upside organ down. trail. It is, and, and okay. it feels that way... It feels that way in a little, in, like in in the story sense, but you don't actually get that much choice. So essentially in, in that part of the gameplay, you are being... Told, told story. Mm -hmm. uh, you're introduced to characters. You travel with your wagon along a trail that's set for you, uh, and then people will uh, exp expose exp exp expose exposition ex exposition exp to you exposite to you. Yeah, tell, tell you, tell, you. Tell, tell you stories. Then your decisions are bas basically boiled down to: Do you want to take this path or this path? And it will say like: If you go this path, you'll find some rare shit. If you go this path, there'll be a. Uh, oh, pretty. Yeah, and so this is this is the I mean, wagon. it is super giant. They the their the, art for mm -hmm. previous games yeah. has been stellar. This uh, is their composer is back as well, so the music is is supposed to be really fantastic. Now this looks nothing like riding so, in a wagon. Let me explain. So. This is the the wagon so far in the game. The first few hours in takes up about eighty to ninety percent of the gameplay. Okay. Um, every now and again, uh, you are greeted with a right, and a right is the competition in the game that you were trying to beat other gangs like you um, to get to back to normal land. Um, and that is totally different. That is the that is active gameplay, and it's really fun, and it's really weird. It's it's different. It's kind of like. It's kind of like a sport. It's kind of almost like basketball or football uh, combined. So essentially, you have three characters. So it's and, Quidditch. 
kind of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have three characters, and you have, uh, they have three characters. You control one at a time. Each one of them has um, different speeds, different attributes, things like, there's an aura around each character, um, and I'll explain. So basically, what you, the goal of the game is to take one of your characters, take the ball in the middle of the, of the I think it's not called the ball, but it's called mm -hmm. like the orb or something like that. You take that. A snitch, and, and if you, you will. Yes, yeah, so you throw it into their pyre, and their pyre uh. depletes in health, and once their health, the health of their pyre reaches zero, the game is over and you win. Um, the, the tricky part is you, have, you control one person at a time, and so do they, but you kind of have to play offense and defense. Um, when you score a ball, when you, when you jump into the pyre with your ball, like he just did, your character's banished. Um, and what that means is they're gone off your field for a certain period of time. So you're at somewhat of a disadvantage. You see that they only have two people right now. Okay, so you end up down a player for a while. Right. Um, and you can see the little auras around people. When you're holding a ball, you do not have an aura. Um, when you are, are when you have an aura and you touch someone that doesn't have an aura, it banishes them. Uh, you can also right click and that will send out like a wave of, of aura and that will banish people as well. Um, you can sort of like NBA jam, like dunk it in, like you can jump over people and, and slam the ball in. You can throw the ball in, but they can catch it. Um, there's a lot of nuance to it. Um, the, the, the only my only real complaint with it so far is that it, it sometimes feels a little less responsive than you want it to. Like you can sprint around, and if you want to make a sharp turn, sometimes you will not turn as sharply as you intended to. Um, yeah. But it's really addictive. The, the, my main problem with it is, especially early on, the rights are are easy, and the most fun part of the game lasts for like a minute, and then you're back to. We're gonna walk along this trail, and it's all beautiful and gorgeous, and it's well told, and I, and I think the characters are really interesting. Um, but you don't really get, you aren't really getting that much choice in it. You're just being told a story. You get to choose like basically A or B. You want to go this route or this route. Um, once you beat a right, it'll say, "What's our next path?" And you look to the stars, and it's like this big star map. But you don't, at least so far. Do you, you read the star <coughs> reader? Not really. You no. just kind of say, "This is a star," and you can, you only have one option. Uh, you don't get to choose which star you direct with. You just take the, you take the path. That might change later on. Um, now, where I got to in the game, they actually introduced a second mini game. I've only seen it once so far. That was basically like your wagon was getting attacked, and you had to fend them off in a similar style of control. Uh, but it was just wave based, and you were fighting off little waves of these little imp things. Mm. Um, there's a big caveat here, and I think that. Not many games do this because I think it's a big risk, especially to people that get put off by games easily. Apparently, and I will not spoil anything, other than that there is a change in the game several hours in. Uh, I think they said it's around a third of the way through. Um, the game will significantly change how you play it um, and what the whole the overall gameplay experience is like. I haven't reached that yet because I think it's like six or, six or seven hours in, mm -hmm. and I'm only like four. Um, so... I can't really speak to that part of the game, but apparently it does change. So if maybe you bought the game and you're feeling a little like it's, the, the formula is too obvious and you're not really into the storytelling, mm -hmm. maybe give it a couple more hours and maybe you'll get to that part where everything changes. I don't know what the change is, though. So. Right. Well, let me tell you what I've heard about the game. Yeah. One, that it's very difficult to summarize in a sentence. Right, that's it's, why it's, I gave a lot of them. Exactly. Yeah. It's really <laughs> difficult to say... Uh, here's what the premise of the game is, and here's sort of how it plays right. in any really digestible format, which could be difficult if you're trying to explain it to someone you don't have a lot of time, like trying to get them to play it. The other thing I've heard is that uh, reviewers who, because it's sort of their job, love it, 
because they've had to go through that whole mm -hmm. thing. They've they've hit the shift. They've gone through the early bit and then got through when the game does whatever change that it does and it goes on. And so once you sit through that entire experience, it's really fantastic. Right. But gamers don't have to do that. Right. If you're not having a good time in those first four to six hours because uh, it is visual novel-esque mm -hmm. and Ryan's not into visual novel-esque, may not sit through four to six hours to get to the point where it changes and becomes a game that's more active Ryan style. Well, let me ask that. I mean, it's, because here's the thing, like I like reading, I enjoy reading books, mm -hmm. I read books all the time. Um, my main issue seems to be with visual novels is that it's a terrible way to read a book. Uh, it's just having that like, that's just a constant interruptions. It takes me out of it being is. able to, to enjoy actually the writing of it. And they that is, very frequently tend to be really poorly written. This but. is well written. Okay, it's well the written. characters have, are well developed. They all have their own personalities. Even the way they're written, you can, tell, you can sort of infer accents. Mm -hmm. um, but it is very much that visual now style of like, character's picture pops up, their text writes across the bottom of the screen. Another character's picture pops up, their text writes across the bottom of the screen. And you spacebar through it or click through it. Do they waste your time? Because that's another huge issue I have with visual novels is they tend to be very... That's, it goes into not being well that's, written. That's, they're that's, not well that's edited. It's hard to say. It's, it's hard to say if it's wasting time or if it's trying to immerse you more in their world. Yeah. Where they're like, I think we should go left. And they're like, I think we should go right. And they're like, we can't decide this. We need the reader to decide it. And then they're like, you know what? You're right. All right, let's let the reader decide. Reader? And you're like, oh, we're just going to continue our journey here. But for some people, that might draw them mm -hmm. in and make them feel like more part of the universe. For some people, that might be off-putting. Um, I'm not a visual novel kind of guy. I do appreciate the art style in this game. It is beyond gorgeous. Uh, I really like the little gameplay bits that I've gotten so far. Mm -hmm. I do want to push through and see what the twist is to see how it varies the gameplay because it is good, but I don't want to sit. It's so many hours. It's so much story. I was streaming it, and um, for the most part, my chat sort of felt the same way where they were like, this is a whole lot to get through in terms of narrative. Yeah. Um, and if you're into that, it's your kind of game probably. But if you're not, then... You're gonna have to either be patient or it's not for you. Right, it's like trying to explain to someone why they should sit through eight episodes of a TV show and right. then it's gonna get good. Right. right. Just stick with it, I right. promise. Some Eventually it turns. Some people willing to stick with it, not everyone is, and you can't really fault them for that. Is there speed mode? A lot of visual novels have a thing where you can just hit a button and it goes So, in the options menu, if I'm not mistaken, there is a quick something, but I think it's quick text or rapid something and that is automatically checked because I went into the options and looked at uh -huh. what my options were and that was an option that was already on by default. So I think yes, but I don't think it can get any faster from where I am. Is the text instant or does it scroll out? I want to say it scrolls, but it's like fast enough that you couldn't read it. It's not like, okay. da, 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 da. it's like. It's faster <laughs> than your speed anyway. Right. Okay. It still bothers me because, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to read, you, you won't read faster than it's displayed, most likely. Unless you're, I don't know. Ryan thinks he's reading fast. Well, I just—it's—it's it's not so much about how fast I read. Just, I—I I, I don't know. It just—it hurts trying to read things that aren't just there. I get I'll it. It's like it's—you—you you never want to hit the point where your eye hits the, a dead stop and has to wait, and it—it it bugs me. I, get I don't it. like it. I get it. That's yeah. one of my major. Well, those are all my major gripes with visual novels. Badly written, badly edited, waste your time. Uh, I think and not a good way everything to read. about this game so far has been made well. Mm -hmm. I don't think that Supergiant has done 
any wrongs in terms of that, aside from maybe a little bit of the control, but I think that's just me fighting momentum. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't, if you like visual novels, I think this is a very well made one. And it also has, I don't want to call them mini games because they're, they're more robust than that, but they are, uh, there is that that main game. You get you get different characters for that roster too. So like you bring people onto your wagon, and they all have different abilities. Like I got this. This is this little tangent, but uh, this little imp guy, and most most people just sprint and jump and throw the ball. But in, for him, uh, and and shoot their aura. For him, he can. Uh, fly into the air and then flap and so you can like <laughs> flap over people and you can just fly over the competition um, If you're in a real tough spot, he has the ability to self-destruct so he can just explode everyone in, the, in a radius uh, Then he's banished, but he has a big explosion radius So there are really good characters and gameplay differences between all the characters So it is compelling for me to move forward, but it is slow mm -hmm. But I like it, but all right. it's you know, well, I'm, I'm gonna give long. it a go Maybe we can discuss it a little bit uh, more next yeah. week, especially if we get through whatever change it is that's coming how about you, Ryan? Uh, well, I mean, aside from my usual battlegrounds, and I have been playing Fortnite a bit, uh, I've been working on the Trials of the Master Sword. How are you liking it? I like it, except I keep hubrising myself. Uh, I, I have not... It's not as big of a challenge as I thought it would be. Really? Uh, especially, like, the, the last one. I, th I haven't re redone it since I hubrised myself, but... Um, I, so I played through, I think, to the third trial. There are three trials. Each improve your Master Sword by ten. Oh, so there's the three sections, basically. Right, like beginner, and intermediate. And there's what, like 11, 11 or 12? Oh, no, no, no. The last one's like 20-something levels. Okay, so they, they increase. <clears throat> Got it. Yeah, yeah, they get They get bigger and longer. Um, and I, on my first try, got all the way to the what I think was the last map on the, on the hardest one. And, uh, <laughs> and I had won. Like, I... There was no reason that what I lost. What did you do, right? I, I, I even streamed it, so if you want to see how I failed, just go take a look at my Twitch channel. But yeah, no, I, I, the last thing left was a, like an ancient turret on top of a pillar, and I just went up there and was hitting it and didn't move out of the way. I thought, I, I can get one more swing in and kill it. It was one of those things where the life bar was like, there. Yeah, tiny. And I'm like, I can do it! And then it blasted me and I died. Um, Yikes. I do. I do feel you. That's third, and right? you, well, you have to restart the entire thing. Ugh, that's rough. That honestly, that sort of like over optimism is my weakness in Splatoon as well. Whenever oh. I've got the roller, I'm like, no, I can get close enough to him to splat him, and I, <laughs> the answer is no, you can't. I uh, never ever can. He's gonna pull it out. So I haven't played Splatoon at all. Oh my, oh my God, I forgot that I've been playing a lot of Splatoon. Oh, holy well, shit. Uh, so uh, Splatoon two, I. I really am enjoying it way more than I thought I would. We discussed it a bit more in depth uh, last week, but I've been playing more of it since then, really like Salmon Run. So far I've been playing Salmon Run, which is a four-player sort of co-op horde mode, uh, and I've been playing that locally with uh, everyone in the No office because it's only available during certain times what? online. Mm -hmm. There's uh, The way the game is set up, you know, there's the lobby that's Fucking the Nintendo town with square. Scarcity. It really is. Uh, there's no, it's, it's the town square, and there's a little shop, and sometimes the doors will be open, and you can go play Salmon Run online. Sometimes the doors are not open, and then you cannot play Salmon Run online. Okay. But you can always play Salmon Run locally. So because we're all total you know, yeah. suckers for Nintendo, and we're all bringing our Switches in every day anyway, we can sit down and play a couple rounds of Salmon Run, and that's really how I've been doing that. And so that's really great. Loving it. And also, I, what I'll do a lot of times is... For Glitch Please, we 
it's a, a lot of times the, the game discussion has, has taken the place of uh, our old show Game Club, mm -hmm. where I will play a new game every week and, and have that new experience for myself, and then I'll probably move on. Mm -hmm. And I expected to do that with Splatoon 2. I expected to say, I had good fun with this, but it's been a really long time since I've stuck with any sort of multiplayer game for any period of time anyway, because I, I can go play some stupid, weird-ass Japanese game, or I can go do some farming, or I can go do something else. And so there's not a lot of multiplayer games that I stick with. Mm -hmm. It surprised me that even after we had had our discussion and were officially checked out of Splatoon 2, I just kept wanting to go back to it and play a little bit more and level up and buy some sweet jackets. Fun fact, a lot of people don't know this yet, but if you do have the smartphone app, there's a little store in there where you can spend your in-game money and there are additional clothing options. And oh. Some of them are really good, really good. So, just so you know that. So I've been really into that. You haven't played it at all. I haven't played it at all. Uh, Adam. You should come play with us. I'll, I'll come check it out. I have a question for you though. So, Okay, you're, you're a technical guy, you're a server guy. Are they saving themselves any money here? Is this why would you have that closed? Are they is this not, shutting down the servers? You're not changing the volume of players, dude. It, I mean, it doesn't make any sense other than the, like they want to create artificial scarcity and demand for it. But like, I only play games during a certain hours of the day, and fucking Sam Run is never fucking open. How does so that work never in get to play it too? Yeah, I to mean, give you a frame of reference on when it's available. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was available this week, uh, the 23rd, from 7 a.m. until 7 a.m. the next day, 24 hours. Uh, the 25th to the 26th, from 1 p.m. until 1 a.m. And then today, from 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. I mean, I understand. So 7 p.m.? Until 7 p.m. I'm, hey. I'm going home. God damn it. <laughs> they, were, they actually got your schedule. It's, they were looking at your calendar. And it's so frustrating. Like... Well, yeah, I mean, how is that the, anything the, but frustrating? The other, the other big problem with Splatoon, uh, there's a lot of big problems, but the other problem with, oh. with the way their, their rotation works is if you just want to play normal games, uh, it's two maps for two hours, and it doesn't rotate for two fucking hours. So if you sit down, like, like I was streaming the other day, and I was like, you know, you're streaming blocks. Yeah. So I was sitting there for two hours playing the same two maps over and over and over again. And like, there's no variation. I couldn't go into Samurai because Samurai wasn't on. I there, I mind that sometimes. Sometimes I don't. Uh, Nintendo's thing is very much, and what we're seeing here, uh, the gameplay that's up on the screen is Salmon Run. So you have to go find eggs and return them to a basket while also fighting a bunch of monsters and a big old mm -hmm. boss. So uh, the. On the one hand, Nintendo is very clearly, they like to control the experience. Right. That's been the case, it's their entire corporate philosophy. It's why they're not huge fans of Let's Plays and why they're super careful yeah. about any sort of marketing or any gameplay that's out there. Or they want to control the experience that people have with the game. And to some degree that also is reflected in the way they do their playlists because they'll say everyone is playing these two maps for now. It does ensure that there are, they're not going to splinter the audience that's online by having some in this kind of lobby and some in this kind of lobby and some in this kind of lobby. They're, everyone is in the same pool and they're all going to get matched together, more or less. But it also it is, if you want that sort of freedom, kind of annoying if you can't fill a room of eight people. Well, I mean, like, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like, it makes sense for different game type hoppers. First off, it only has three game types, and I think they're actually broken out by normal, ranked, and league, which 
I don't understand I have a, re a league and a ranked mode without the proper ability to create teams and bring them together. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but, like, in, in ranked mode, it's always Turf War. And it's, it's always just two maps. Like, they have a big pool of maps. And a lot of times, the way it works is you'll get the same map six times in a row. And I don't want to get this wrong. I love Splatoon. I can't stop playing it. But when after about but an hour... But we don't have to... We don't have... Just because we're enjoying it doesn't mean... You can't admit fault. Right. There are things that we would like yeah. done differently. Did any of you but play Splatoon 1? it's not stopping one? us. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah, same. I, Splatoon 1 did it, but every four hours. It was, yeah, and Splatoon yeah. 1, was, it was longer. I gave Splatoon, I give the original Splatoon a skip, mostly because by the time it came out, my Wii U was away somewhere, in on a shelf, whatever. Oh, it was man. not getting hooked back up. Assuming I could even find it, so I just I gave it a skip. But I'm and I'm really happy that I've been able to play it again this time. Also, it's selling like crazy in Japan. It's already outsold Breath of the Wild. Oh, really? Wow. It's it's, it's a much bigger game than a lot of people realize, and it it sold like crazy on the Wii U. It was quietly one of their biggest successes with that platform. It sold like. Four million units on a platform that never it never crossed what like 15 million in hardware sales, hardware sales for its lifetime. So, what a third of the people yeah. almost, or mm -hmm. you know, 25, 30 percent of the people who bought a Wii U bought Splatoon. Yep. It's just well, no. It, it, it didn't have that uh, that sort of verbal zeitgeist the way everyone is talking about something like Battlegrounds. I mean, I can see it looks enjoyable to play. Like honestly, I'm not. The, I'm intrigued the, to try it out. For, yeah. For Let Japanese me ask retail, though. Splatoon 2 sold an estimated 670,955 copies. First three days. First three days. First That's three it, days. Huh? It, it, three quarters of a million in three days. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, have either of you tried out the VoIP solution, though? No. 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 Absolutely no. not. You refuse? Uh, the only person uh, I've ever played with is Grace, and we just sit next to each other and yell, fuck a lot. Right. I, I was talking to Eddie, who was All playing right. online, and he just... He just got on a call with people. Yep. Okay, so uh, everyone is avoiding the app. Everyone, everyone is avoiding doing voice through the app. There, the that's the other crazy frustration is. Uh, so I wanted to make a room and I invite people. I couldn't just invite people. I had to go in the game. I had to go in and make a room, and then I could go over to the app, and then I could invite people to it. But it was just, it's not, it's not an ideal solution, it's and. Yes, it's very clunky. It's if you want to get together with a regular group on a regular basis, it's going to be very difficult. You also can't party up with people nope. and go and just go into the regular online matches. You have to create yourself a room, and you have to be able to fill it with eight people, or the matches eight people, eight people, because it's four v four. Or you join a match online, and then your friends can then join you. Wait for a slot to open up. Um, where they literally look at a screen that says, waiting for a slot to open up, and then they get into your game, and then they're put on a random team. Like, it doesn't always put them on the same team, and then if you drop the game, it's the same process all over again. But goddamn, is the gameplay good. Wow. There's something so satisfying about splatting someone. Like, there's, like, a drum roll to splatting someone that is just, like, it's so on point. And that sort of, like, forgives many of the game sins. Not all, but forgives many. I mean, it sounds like a great way to stop people from doing a Let's Play in it, because I don't want to spend three hours trying to get my entire team together just to be able to do it. Yeah, it's it's annoying. But uh, regardless, you should come play Salmon Run with us. Or we could do a No versus yeah. Achievement Hunter Let's Play. Oh, we'd win. Uh, We're yeah, way we more would. skilled. You, you, I don't oh, no, we suck. Yeah, that. no, it's, it's, it's what we do, though, is lose. That's fine. That's kind <laughs> of our thing. Well, I have great news. What do you? What's your great news? I have finally finished Persona 5. Oh, jeez. You still playing that? 
Uh, I fell off it for a couple of months. I, I started playing mm -hmm. something else, and with a JRPG like that or anything where, especially if you're quite far into it, you sort of forget some of the details. It can be difficult to get back in and get that momentum back and get going. Yeah. But uh, normally, that doesn't happen for me. This time, I managed it, and I've, so I've been marathoning it for the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. whenever I can. Uh, I finally finished it, and there were, there were tears. There was rejoicing. I was 170 hours. Ooh. Uh, mind you, I think Fuck. I'm gonna say at least 30 of those hours are idle hours, because it because it is a turn-based game. It's really easy to see. There's my tweet. I completed it 167 <laughs> that, that hours. That really is so many hours for it, a game, though. It I mean, that's, is. That is a testament to if you like a game that lasts a long time, though. Holy that's fuck. True. Well, here's how much I liked it. Uh, I Andy brought in for me his Vita. And a copy of Persona 4 Golden, so I can start really? on that one. <laughs> yeah. And so yesterday I, I tweeted out I'd finished it, and now I want to play Persona 4 Golden. And immediately, there's like a cult. There's a Persona cult. They're out there recruiting. Caden uh, offered to bring in her uh, Vita TV and a copy uh -huh. of the game for me. Andy immediately tweeted me back and said, Do you want my Vita and copy of the game? And Lawrence tweeted me and said, you want my you want my PS TV and copy of the game? Like there's here's what there's I'm hearing something here. that's really lovely <coughs> about Persona fans. They just want other people to really enjoy Persona. What I'm actually hearing here though is there's a lot of people that have a completely useless PS Vita or PS TV and they're and they want to, someone to use and love it. Hey, I mean I'm not doing anything with it. Please just take it. Uh, regardless, I'm benefiting, so I'm happy this saves me needing to buy one. I am sure that I will not miss this for 167 more hours, so <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm really proud of my accomplishment. A lot of the times these days, I just don't finish games. Mm -hmm. It's that sort of distraction thing. I'll try something new, and then I just never go back. So going back and finishing it was... I was very proud of myself, and it was a wonderful experience to have. I mean, doing what regardless, we do... Regardless, I still want it on the Switch. I still think this really? is... Really? Oh, my play God. It again? Oh, my God. I'm probably going to play it again anyway. Oh because I get God. that new game plus. I can max out all of my confidants, go for that platinum. But, uh, uh, I, you know, it's uh, it's the kind of game, which is why I'm probably going to play it on Andy's Vita as opposed uh -huh. to a PS TV is... Or was Vita TV? PlayStation TV? Dude, Whatever. I don't know. The... Uh, the gameplay just lends itself so well to being able to pick up, do a couple things, and then put it away that I think it would really benefit from something like the Switch. Mm -hmm. It admittedly was difficult a couple times to be sitting in front of the TV for so many hours, and I was just a slug. So it would be cool <laughs> to be able to just pick it up and make a little bit of progress wherever I am, whatever mm -hmm. I'm doing. But I finished it. Good job. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Is Thank you. Hey! Thank you. You know, I, I didn't even think I'd be nominated for this award. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm happy about it. I can move on with my life and play some other games. Like, I want to play Pyre. Going to get you into Splatoon. It's going to be really fun. That's right. But also, Fortnite. So we should mm -hmm. probably discuss that. Let's do it. It's about time. So Fortnite has uh, just hit early access. This is a new title from Epic. It is, if you're familiar with Epic, they've done, they did Shadow Complex. Well, technically, I think that was developed by Chair, but it was published by Epic. Uh, they are the guys behind Gears of War and other such super gritty, giant 
blood and violent games. And then now there's Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> so a uh, quick full disclosure. Um, Unreal Tournament. Rooster Teeth has actually had a partnership with, Ep with Epic. Um, mm -hmm. They've uh, sponsored a couple of different uh, Let's Play groups and so on. Uh, Glitch Please in the Note is not one of them. We mm -hmm. actually don't take endemic advertising. We won't take uh, sponsorship from video games specifically mm -hmm. because we don't want it to alter what we have to say about the games. But thought you should know that Rooster Teeth as a whole has done some sponsored stuff with yeah. Fortnite so that you can be informed and uh, and take uh, our thoughts uh, with the weight that you feel that they deserve as a result. Uh, so, f but the game... Including Achievement Hunter. I did do a sponsored Let's Play. Not on, I'm not an not Achievement an Hunter Achieve right today. now. So. Today, today, you are the no. You are a glitch. Know. I've also streamed it, so I mean, that's... Well, there you go. But that was not f sponsored, so... So the game uh, is, it's sort of a, a zombie defense game. There, uh, the, the basic gameplay loop, I guess, is you spend time scavenging resources, and then you use those resources to build up uh, a fortress or a base of, uh, you know, to, the, to it defend. It varies, but yeah. It's uh, a, fort. a fort. A fort. Maybe, if you will. And then... Uh, then a crazy magic zombie storm comes, and mm -hmm. then you spend time defending your fort from the zombies. With the goal being to survive. Essentially, like it's like a countdown or a period yeah. of time, but you have to survive. The make sure that the the base that you've built, the fort that you've built, can survive the zombies. And you, but it's active defense as well. Not the you're not relying exclusively on the traps and the walls yeah. and everything that you've built. You're, you're still also an active participant. Yeah, so you can craft yourself more ammunition for your guns or mm -hmm. uh, a really sweet sword. I love this sword, by the way. And in the, uh, the pickaxe, yes. And so that's essentially the three main phases of any particular round of the game. That's just the beginning of the, there's a whole, oh my God. Yeah, oh there, my God. and there's, there's a lot to, there's a lot that I enjoy about the game. I, I do enjoy those three different phases. I like the scavenging, I like building stuff and, mm -hmm. and designing a really cool fort and then uh, the zombies. I things that I am not currently enjoying is the the menu between mm -hmm. quests, essentially, where you finish a quest and then you unlocked this and this and this and this and all these eight different currencies, essentially. And then you're like, okay, fine, 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 we're through all this. And you unlocked this and this and this and this. So there, it is deep in that there are a lot of different things that you yeah. can. Uh, learn and and progress through and level up, but as a result, you're also unlocking all these different things. At least early on, you're unlocking all these different things before it slows down just a touch, and that can be kind of annoying. Well, so oh man, this it's there's so much to talk about in this game, but let's maybe let's start with okay, the actual gameplay experience, what you're gonna do while you're playing it. Actively, first or third person action part, the part that we're looking at here. Um, so far, uh, you run around on the map for a while. If you're into like exploring, I guess it's kind of cool, like you look around, but a lot of the maps look very similar. In fact, they're probably may, may even be non random generated. I haven't really detected if it is or not yet. Um, but there's some variation to them. Uh, uh, again, a, long, a large part of this is reliant on the issue that. Um, and I'm, I'm jumping my rule immediately here, but the, the introduction in this game is ridiculous. It is. It's a, so there is a non-optional tutorial before you can play right. the game. You uh, absolutely cannot skip this tutorial, and it is a long tutorial. 
I mean, it, I'm even still after in I, it. Even after I thought I was through the tutorial, it uh, because I wanted to play with Bernie. Uh huh. I would go through. I finished the the very beginning mission tutorial where it's like, oh, here, like, place a trap on the floor, and now you need to get this blue stuff and put it in this thing. The blue glue. The blue glue. The blue glue. Uh, and uh, you need to do these, and you know, mm -hmm. fight, like, fight off the zombies. And so I went through that and thought, okay, cool, tutorial done. It was annoying that I couldn't skip it, but fine. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I tried to join us into a party and says, no, 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 you have to finish the tutorial first. I still hadn't finished it, and then had to go on and do more where I, I could even get in a party and play with him. I mean, the footage that we're seeing right now looks way more interesting than anything I've done yet, and I've been playing the game for hours. Oh, really? Yeah. It's no, just, I mean, this is, whatever this is, this looks actually pretty interesting. Uh, the problem I'm having is, I mean, this guy's building tracks and stuff. Uh, all I've gotten to do hours into the game so far is I'm still unlocking, like, if, I, if you still have portions of the game that are locked, and I'm not talking about like skills and things, but like this is a major gameplay element and you don't have access to it yet. To me, you're still in tutorial. Right. Right. And that is where I'm still at. I'm still like, okay, I gotta do another quest. And I got in the quest progress, it just it's rolling things out so slow and tedious. Like, all right, now you can now you have a defensive survivor squad. Hooray. Don't and know what they do, really. It's right. also really not necessary because the the basic mechanics of the game scavenge mm -hmm. for resources build stuff and then defend stuff, those are all really, really well designed, very intuitive. Mm -hmm. You can walk up to just about anything, hit it with your pickaxe a couple times, get some resources out of it, and the, I think the crowning achievement of this game probably is their build mechanic because mm -hmm. it works so well. Everything is very intuitive, it snaps into place. If you want a tall wall, great, it's there. If you want a short wall, that's fine. Every wall is nine pieces, and while you're in the menu to place the wall, just unselect the top two rows, and now there you go, short wall. And it will save that preference for you so you can do a row of short walls if you want. You want to put a door in your wall? Great, just take out the two middle squares, and now there's a door. And so a lot of that stuff is really brilliantly thought through. It's very easy to place and it's a lot of fun. Uh -huh. And now being able to, as you get more progression into it, lay down tracks and uh, as we saw in some of this gameplay, cheese your way through a level because you can build stairs up and then build a, build a floor across nothing to traverse a, a huge chasm. A canyon, yeah. Yeah, and so there's a lot of that stuff that you may not even think of mm -hmm. before, but once you get used to building, it's very natural to build, mm -hmm. and I think that's great. It's also, shooting the zombies, really easy. It's, you run out of ammo, craft some more. Very, very well done. It's the between game that bothers me. Well, I mean, if, again, so boiling it down to, and I'm, I still watch, I'm watching what's happening here and going that, I wanna play that version, but for me so far, every, every round has, has basically boiled down to all right, I guess I'll build some defenses. So we throw some walls up and some traps, and then the zombie never gets anywhere near it. The difficulty right. curve early on is pretty well weighted in your favor. Apparently, yeah. I, you know, the first couple rounds, the zombies never get near. Mm -mm. And they're not a threat. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be a way to fast track it to a point where you're actually getting a challenge. No. So this is this might be another case of similar to Pyre. You might have to 
give it time <laughs> and it's like it's an but investment. But it's a lot of time. And it's, yeah, it's a little bit tedious up front. But I also feel like this game has so much potential, especially. That's the frustrating part. Right. I agree. <laughs> it's like I'm playing it. I'm like, I, <laughs> I see all the elements here and I, I want to get to that. But right now what's happening is I'm playing the game and I'm getting to the, the horde part of it. And I'm just sitting there watching the timer go like, can we just. Can we just be done? As the floor traps just take care of it. No, the, the, it's, I'm just, I literally will just be standing on space going, plink, plink, plink. Right, like the maybe, zombies are not a right, danger. Maybe you're just an unnaturally that, good shot. I'm not. That's the thing. I've heard that completely. I haven't actually played it, but I've heard that completely from a lot of people. The whole first area is apparently like a tutorialized area, and it takes like six to eight hours to complete. It's and that's, long, and, and it's not teaching you anything. Yeah. It's it's slowly unlocking things and not explaining them. That, it's one well, of the reasons it, I didn't buy kind it. Of also, it, I, I feel to some degree like it's assuming you're dumb. I guess it, it takes yeah. a very long time to let go of your hand. It's uh, again, this is going back to sort of what I was talking about with visual novels. Sometimes is I don't waste my time. Like uh, I got shit to do. I mean, you when got, I was you, when I was a kid, you it, got dad stuff. To do. I got dad stuff to do. I, I'm not an important person, but when I was a kid, I had nothing to do. Like uh, there wasn't laundry that needed to be done. There was. I mean, my life was very simple to maintain. Now it is not. So. Uh, if I don't want to sit here and play tutorials for four hours because you think I can't understand that you have a squad that gives you a bonus, let me just go past that, okay? Uh, the, what the, they're not displaying their gameplay well by forcing you to play the same lame version of this game for f eight hours. Do you think that's why they're in paid early access right now, so that you can pay to solve their problems for them and then they'll fix them and put it out for free? I don't think so. Maybe they're just throwing all this shit at the wall. Uh, well, I guess that, that kind of brings it to the next point of what the, the back end of this looks like. So this is what the gameplay looks like. Let's talk about briefly what happens between rounds. Uh, okay. Lots of unnavigable menus. So there there Ow, are... my tongue. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, oh, that was good. Ah. Did, there, you, did you hear it? I didn't. I know. There's a, you have a skill tree. Uh, that is divided into four tiers. You have a bunch of skill trees. Yeah, it's a skill tree, and the, the skills... You have a skill for it. They're basically okay. not really interesting, at least on the, to the first tier of skills. I see nothing there that's like, man, I'm really working towards that. It's just like plus two to offense, or, you know, it's not skills. Like, there are some of the four... There are four character classes. They're not distinct and interesting in any way. All I know is the one that I'm playing sucks. Which one are you playing? It's the uh, so when we did the the stream, we each kind of split off to take one. There's a soldier class, there's a constructor class, there's what's called like a pathfinder, uh, and then there's a uh, soldier, constructor, ninja, and outlander. Ninja, outlander. That's pathfinder, outlander. They kind of use both terms, I think, in the character. That I, maybe my character is like an outlander, pathfinder, or something. Yeah, because I think there are there's like subgroups. Like there's yeah. this, there, there's a support character and so on. Anyway, they, the one I've got, his ability right now is he can teleport, he can put down a llama that you can get together and whack for resources, uh, and he can put down like a little Tesla tower that'll zap zombies for six seconds. Fun. Uh, but to power those, the llama and the Tesla coil Holy ability. So guacamole. this year what we're looking this at. This is nothing. This is, there's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah also obviously are... character classes, there's. I, so there's like, I see so many of the same portrait. Yeah, no, it's, it's, there's a lot of overlap. Everything has rarities. All the schematics you get have rarities. You know, the same, the normal spread. It reminds me of the price is right. Gray, green, brown, or gray, green, blue, orangish ochre, whatever this color is. Uh, all of 
your your survivors, which are, are people you can find to put on squads to give you bonuses. There are heroes that you can have, which are your playable characters. There are schematics for weapons and traps. Uh, and each one of those classes has its own XP development that you can level up things individually. So if you'd like, like a schematic, you can get one of the things you get out of the resource llamas at the end, the surprise llamas, is XP for various things. So you can then take those XP and you can level it. They're unique. So you can take your hero XP, level up your heroes, your survivor XP, level up your survivors, your schematic XP, level up your schematics, while you're collecting all the schematics. And then there's research points, because there's a whole separate research tree, which you have to get are you confused just, yet, Adam? It's uh, you have a bank of it, and it accumulates a number of points per hour. Not be a salesman for this game, because you're killing me. I'm. This is. I, I literally. I wish. In my eyes. I wish I'd prepared for it because I, I walked through it on my stream the other night, where I was like, "This is okay. Here's all those skill trees. Here's all the research trees, and then here's all the heroes, and here's all the, it's, there's so much garbage. It's like they instead of making a one or two trees that had really good stuff in it, they're like, let's just fucking throw it all at the wall. Now, the, the flip side of this, and this is something that um, I, haven't, I haven't encountered for myself yet, but uh, we did speak with the Fortnite guys at E3, uh, and they said that part of that is because there are, because there are so many progression paths, after you've been playing for a very long time, we're talking hundreds of hours, there's still things to do and things to unlock, it hasn't completely plateaued by that point. So oh. I think what they, I think what they may have been doing is yes. approaching, yeah, approaching a lot of this with the, with like the thinking of game. the thinking of the guys who play for hundreds and hundreds well, of hours. Great, but make it but fun for me now. Yeah. But yeah, as a result, it's sort of front loaded I to do, be overwhelming. I do appreciate. Well, also they, overly handholdy. I appreciate they want to make the game last long, but it, it, like looking at that, it reminds me of like. Looking through the thousands of menus in Eve Online, where it's just it seems like unapproachable, like completely. But I don't know. Like it's so pretty. Like it looks so good. It looks looks like fun to play. I like, do like the art style. Yeah, the art it's style the amazing. kind of I I have a serious hard on for stylized graphics. Yeah. yeah, and this nails it. It's fun. It's cheeky. It's not super scary. So I'm not worried about uh, about a 12 year old playing it. It. It all looks fun when you put stuff together. It looks like it belongs together, right. like a building. All the walls will look like they go together, and all that looks really great. the The zombies are quite fun, and oh, there's it, combat text. That's my favorite. I'm not even joking. I mean, oh, I, you mean that when the numbers pop up telling you how much damage yeah. you did? Yes, that They're, is. The bars are pretty great too. Like when it shows you as you're as you're scavenging something and it goes down, and you see the health go down. Yeah, it's that, all that to me is pretty like, intuitive. It's the best way to see. Like I'm getting better. My numbers went slowly to the two thousand. And it, well, yeah, believe me, if you like that kind of thing, you, there's so many. I've got hundreds of schematics already, and I don't have a good way of really deciding which one's better, which one's worse. I, again, I mean, I, I'm, I'm throwing out all this negative stuff, and I just. I feel like there's a, a game there that I want to play, yeah. and so far they're keeping me from doing it. Sure. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with the way they've got it set up, other than it's just not Takes too the long. pacing is wrong. The yeah, pacing I, is I think very the wrong. I think the early pacing could be picked up. I guess I've the heard, games. and well, and people were telling me. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, continue. I was gonna say the, and to add on to the pacing woes, what I've heard is it's they front load you with a lot of. Stuff like you get unlocks and all this stuff, and then after that, it's just 
dry spell. Like they come to a real hard stop where you just stop getting things. Oh. Yeah. So. What? Well, again, hey, we're working on the long play. Play it for 100 hours, and then you can have stuff. All right. Uh, I'm going to give it a little bit, uh, some, some more time, I think, because uh, when I play this, I just think how much fun I'll have playing this with a team of four, right. which conveniently I have at home. Everyone, <laughs> just so you know, if you're an adult, you can make your own team. It's going to be a couple years, but eventually you can do it. It's actually really cool to like be able to, like, hey, Kids, over this way, play play games <laughs> with us because that way I'm like I can fill out a four-man team. This is not really convenient. Uh, and not also, an endorsement to get kids just so you can make them play your games. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is. I don't know if is there a better reason to have kids. <laughs> They're pretty cute in pictures. Ah, yeah. Of an extra bonus. Mine give back rubs. <laughs> but I uh, so far I I like the idea of what I can play with a four-man team. With everyone coordinating, putting someone on scavenger duty, I I I already know who's going to be the builder, and I already know who's going to be standing in front of the builder to keep them alive when the fighting begins. Spoiler alert: It's not me because actually Teddy is really good at both the building and the shooting of people. <laughs> so what would you say you do here? Uh, <laughs> I will scavenge. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's it's got a lot of potential. It is slow to start, could be a little bit painful, but again the game isn't. It's not out out yet. This yeah. is in early access through exclusively through Epic's launcher, which again is kind of annoying. They've got a couple different tiers of the game. The I got the the base game that's 40 bucks. Bernie got the super crazy limited edition whatever. It's 150, but it comes with two additional standard editions so that we could get our round 4. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's uh, you know so I could see it being a little bit expensive for now. It is apparently uh, in 2018. It's going to be uh, they want to go f with a free-to-play model, and maybe that will help for a lot of people to offset the tediousness mm -hmm. early on because eh, it's free. Yeah. Well, that it's you know maybe that's part of the issue. Is it feels uh, free-to-play a lot of times. Like if you think uh, World of Warships or yeah. World of Tanks, things like that. The progression feels really slow, and it has a lot of that depth to it, uh, because they're so leaving you, that hook yeah, there for like, buy the all right, now you buy some money, and right. things will move a little bit faster for you, honey. So do you think this is leaving that open for? It feels like that now in a game that you purchased. But you can't, you can't even if you wanted to spend money right now. There's no cash up to, to buy progression. I mean, yeah, you could buy some llamas, oh, and some bust llamas. those open and get some more, more stuff. A thousand different XP credits and. Hmm. I, I'm saying a lot of negative things. I do really feel like there's a game there. Something I, interesting to point out is apparently it supports cross-progression between PS4 and PC. Yes, and if you, Xbox is yeah. not included in that list. Oh, wait. And if you pick up a copy for PC, you get it for PS4 if you link your accounts. Oh, okay. Cool. So that's actually pretty handy. <laughs> um, but overall, I'm going to play it some more. I'm interested. I I'm going to keep playing. it could be a lot of fun if you, if you have people to play with. Even, you know, even... It, we, if you don't have uh, four people, it will it'll match you with people online. It's uh, very hard to it. play it. It does not dumb it down much. So if you really want challenge, just play it with no people because it does get harder that way. Yeah, so you can do that. Yeah. But uh, overall, cautiously optimistic. Uh, I think it's got a lot of things that they really need to work on, especially in terms of pacing, and I'm not a fan of the, the menu UI, but I think they really nailed the scavenging, building, defending. But... Uh, I think that they need to up the difficulty on defending early on 
and I think they need to work on the pacing. Mm-hmm. But that's me. All right, Fortnite. Cool. All right, so uh, there is a lot that's happened this week. Um, I think it's time to talk about the news. And you know how I know it's time? Because this episode of Glitch Please is sponsored by Movement Watches. Movement Watches are, oh, I should have brought this up. I should have prepared. I was so busy. <laughs> I was so busy preparing for my sweet segue. Focusing on that segue. Um, the watch, so they sent me this watch. You can see it, at, it matches my outfit. It's super cute. Um, and it's like, it's nice. It's got a light blue band, but if I want a different band, I can just put a different band on it, which is nice. Um, and Movement was actually started by some broke college kids. They wanted to wear stylish watches just like this, but they couldn't afford them because college kids can't afford anything. So they started their own watch company. And these watches start at 95 bucks at a department store. You'd be looking at like four to five hundred dollars for an equivalent watch. So it's much, much cheaper, much more affordable. Movement figured out that by selling online, they could cut out the middleman and the retail markup so they can provide that best possible price. They offer classic designs, quality construction, and styled minimalism. And you can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash glitches, mvmt.com slash glitch. So now is the time to step up your watch game. Look really cool. Look adult, look like you've got all all together, all organized. That's what watches will do for you. Nice. Let's talk about the news. Awesome. All right, tell you what, it. it's time for the news. Okay, goodness me, things happened this week, and there's a lot of kind of crazy stuff to talk about. So, first of all, let's talk about Pokemon Go. Fest. Oh no! God, so I love oh, disaster. No. The thing is, we've really got so we have so many things that happened this week that I don't even know what to like. I was waffling over what to call the mm -hmm. glitch of the week, but we'll save that one for the last because I'm mad about it. Uh, I wasn't at Pokemon Go Fest, so I'm slightly less mad about that <laughs> one. But a Niantic held an official event in Chicago last weekend, Pokemon Go Fest. It was supposed to be this really cool opportunity for all these really hardcore Pokemon Go fans to come together to get legendary Pokemon to ha like have all these encounters. And what happens when you get thousands and thousands of people and all their mobile phones together into a tiny space, a la a music festival or a sporting event? Nothing works. Man. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, no one could connect to the game. The Everyone was having a terrible time. When the CEO of Niantic would get up to make a presentation, everyone was just booing him. And this isn't, this isn't a joke. It's not, it's not, you know, like, like hyperbole or overdoing it. it. They were just chanting like, we can't play, we oh, can't play. They were not and happy. not yet. Yeah, well, a lot of people traveled. A lot of people spent who, hundreds of dollars, who knows how oh, much, on, on a flight yeah. and then lodging. And then the, the, the entrance to the event was reasonable. It was a $20 wristband, but a lot of people were buying them secondhand. So there was a markup. Some people were paying hundreds of dollars Dude, for their wristband. Dude, was there. You were in Chicago? I was in and you Chicago. Didn't go to Pokemon I didn't Go know Fest? Pokemon Go Fest was there. Really? I could have covered it live. <laughs> and no, you couldn't have because oh, that would have been the, that would have been even better. <laughs> and so uh, they, uh, there are a lot of things that contributed to this. Uh, one is that there, the uh, the phone companies, the mobile phone service providers, uh, with the exception of I believe Sprint, no one brought an extra. You know they can bring those 
like those yeah, they've trucks, learned. like those like mobile E3. towers, essentially. They've learned. Yeah, anytime there's like an E3 or like there's like a crazy NBA playoff game, a lot of them, will, they will bring mobile towers in the form of these trucks to the events so that people can get some kind of service. Uh, only Sprint provided one. I guess Niantic did call the companies mm -hmm. and say like, hey, we're doing this event. And the companies were like, no, nah, it's cool. We can <sighs> handle it. None of them could handle it. Dude. And uh, I mean, there's, so on the one hand, uh, that's a little bit on the, the mobile phone companies. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like if if you're running an event like this, and this is every this is like every event runner's absolute nightmare, you want to have like some sort of backup backup. Mm -hmm. And if they had been able to do like I don't know like Wi-Fi or you, something. Listen, you cannot run a technology-based event and not have a competent tech team or not consult tech team at all, like. This is something like kind of similar to what I do, where people, or what Adam does, where people will in this company will like make a big thing happen, and then we're like, okay, where are the 25 computers? Like that doesn't happen on its own. Like you need a tech team. So this is all on the event organizers, man. Like they should have planned better. And they knew how many tickets they sold, right? I mean, it was yeah. was, it, was it an open event or? Um, no, they sold. So it was wristbands to get in. Uh, and then the wristband came with a QR code that you could scan, and that would give you access to the event Pokemon that they mm. were doing. So they, uh, the Niantic did uh, do their best as far as mea culpa. They gave everyone who attended the event uh, a Lugia, which is one of the like legendaries that was at the, the you know, that the, the you could catch or at the event. And then also uh, they they did refund everyone. Oh. For the twenty-dollar wristbands, which is really awesome, except for the people who bought theirs secondhand, because it means whoever they bought it ah, from just got twenty bucks nice. back and made an extra twenty bucks off the sale. So that kind of sucks, but also that's not on Niantic because nope. you know no one is mm. ever you don't you don't have to buy it secondhand. If you yeah. do, that's part of the risk that you're saving. That's your fault, yeah. But just the same, kind it was a disaster. Uh, also, I think Niantic servers did also go down during this yeah. event. I don't know what the cause of that was. If no one was getting on the game, maybe it was. Like, do you think it like that seems like such a, a a risky event to organize? Like, if someone just wanted to DDoS Niantic servers during that day, like Completely they could have all the cell service they wanted, but the servers are down. Like, it seems. What insane. do you think the, the general feeling behind the stage was there that day? It's just they watched the whole uh, crumble. Well, it's, it's a very <laughs> difficult thing to be doing an event and see things go wrong, wrong like that. And we're not immune. Mm -hmm. uh, RTX day one this year, there was an issue with um, with metal detectors getting into the expo floor, and we managed to fix it for day two and three. But that initial morning was a rough morning for yeah, everyone as yeah. they uh, worked, like figured out a workaround. So. Those things do happen, and you know, once you're once you're in it, we can, you know, everyone says we should have planned better, but you yeah. have to face what's in front of you. To be fair, though, the equivalent <coughs> to this would have been uh, you showed up on day one of RTX, and, and we, we didn't have a figure out how yeah, to open any of the we doors. We didn't have a convention. Just to, that, I'm sorry, I, uh, there's a we panel didn't rent in there. the convention center. There's a panel it's in there. It's you just can't get Dash the door. Con, where they're like, we didn't actually pay for this. Now we need money from you to pay for Could it. Could you on, pony the, up a little bit more? On the bright side, no one was stranded on an island. That is a bright sign. With except for with, all those like, Pokemon that didn't get caught. FEMA tents and white bread. Like all those Pokemon that didn't get to go home with a family. Right. Well, they again, they did give everyone a Lugia, and then they also extended the radius of where those Pokemon were valid by like two miles, so people could leave the event and go out, <laughs> leave the event, and then maybe go go get the Pokemon. But there was also 
it was difficult to leave the event. There was like a 20 minute queue to get out. Oh God, Wait, that's a fire hazard. Yeah, so it, the whole thing was was kind of a mess. It actually hasn't put Niantic <laughs> off doing live events though. They said they're still planning one in, I believe, London. And Ben, uh, correct me on this if I'm wrong, but one in London and then uh, one maybe in Japan? Uh, but they're, they're still planning on doing these live community events. Hopefully they will learn from this one. But it is for sure a, a rough start. Nothing says you're doing a winning convention like the line to get out being longer than the line to get in. Right. Yikes, dude. So that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, more bummer, the, the PlayStation 4 SDK has yep. leaked out. About, I guess it leaked out a few weeks ago. But uh, Sony decided to use a hammer instead of a scalpel to try and squash this thing. They have been DMCAing, uh, of course, anywhere that they see the SDK files pop up. Because the SDK is essentially what any developer uses to develop for the PlayStation. It has a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity to misuse it. Mm. If you get a hold of it, it's going to expose vulnerabilities. It's going to uh, assist people in jailbreaking their consoles and then using pirated games. Uh, I mean, on the bright side, it also, there's... It may spawn a very healthy homebrew scene for a PS4, but that's... Not something Sony would want. Not something Sony wants. And so they've understandably been trying to contain, contain it. However, uh, as a result, they've DMCA'd not only the files themselves, but discussions of the files, like discussions that the SDK leaked. And uh, in at least one case, they DMCA'd a completely unrelated... Uh, like unofficial, self-developed sort of PS4 SDK that's not not related to their thing at all. They just search PS4 SDK and must have gone down the Google search results and just DMCA'd anything they found. So, so like they, they turned it over to like Nightbot or something. Just uh, take them all down. <laughs> just anything that says it. Yeah. So a little bit on the Here's one hand. Here's a word. Go. On the one hand, very understandable defense of your IP, trying to keep your ecosystem intact. On the other hand, really overstepping legally by censoring discussion, which they can't do. No, that's serious First Amendment problems. I mean, that you might as well be trying to censor news posts. Right. Well, I was actually... They didn't, I was, they, did, we reported I was, on this. We reported on this. Uh, I was legitimately wondering if they would DMCA the video because uh, when we reported on the fact that No Man's Sky had leaked, they DMCA'd the video, mm -hmm. and we we fought back. We knew immediately that it was it was a, an erroneous claim that it was not uh, not appropriate. And that so, means bullshit. And so we we emailed them. We filed our counter thing. I checked in with a lawyer who specializes in that sort of stuff, and was like, "Yeah, that's not that's not okay. Not cool, so bro." We got it overturned in about 24 hours. Not everyone has that sort of access mm -hmm. and they just sort of have to deal with it unless they can afford to then like go hire lawyers and take the whole thing to court. It's an unfortunate strategy for a lot of companies now that if the other guy can't afford a lawyer, you can do what you want. Mm. Now now people are actually passing it around on CDs. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're going to go back to the good old days, just like here's a thumb drive. You want some contraband want some, SDK? Like, like, hey. You want some SDK? I got some pure, uncut <laughs> SDK right here. This is some prime Sony stuff. So we'll see what ends up happening there. But uh, it's so far, I'm not terribly happy with them. I think it's a, it's an overstep mm -hmm. that they should have been better about. And it unfortunately just has echoes back to like PS2 
like maybe like early PS3 era Sony when they were like maybe it's late PS2 when they were like basically arrogant Sony. Yeah. Because they seem to go through these sort of waves where they get really arrogant and they figure they can do anything and then they lose a lot of goodwill with gamers and then they they sort of check themselves before they wreck themselves. They turn it around and they become very pro gamer and then they sell 60 million PS4s and they figure, hey, we're number one, nothing is gonna mm -hmm. change that, nothing's gonna touch us, we're, we can do pretty much anything that we need to do. And then there's that risk that they're gonna get into that arrogance again. And this is just one of those things that makes you sort of worry that that's the way it's headed. I mean, I will say that there's a solid argument to be made for that being bad for that to be out there. As you said, those kind of exploits can lead to a lot of things where gamers would have a bad experience if too much of that got exploited. And, and I do agree. So, I think that if if you want to try to take down anytime those SDK files pop up, that is your legal right. Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, that, that, is, that is copyrighted, that is your IP, take it down. But you can't censor discussion about it, and you can't you can't just go censoring unrelated stuff. You can't not check what it mm -hmm. is you're trying to get removed from the internet. Yeah, do your due diligence. Exactly. And mm -hmm. um, speaking of crazy people doing crazy things that maybe not make gamers happy, Battlegrounds is adding microtransactions. After yeah. they said that they wouldn't well, talk about it in early, or do it in early they access, said they but they're like, we're going to do it afterwards. <laughs> they, they, have been, uh, they have been pretty honest that they intended to add microtransactions at some point. Mm -hmm. They did say that it would be post-early access. They did also kind of say we'd need to test it before we roll it out, and that's sort of what you do in early access. So I understand that, but... Uh, they, they, they are putting a price on them, as, as opposed to just making them zero dollars. So they're, uh, they're starting with, uh, during Gamescom, they're mm -hmm. going to have three different sort of crates. There's mm -hmm. going to be two free crates, and then there's going to be a Gamescom special. And that one will have a cost. I believe it's $2.50. Ben, correct me if I'm wrong on the exact price. But uh, each crate, uh, and, they'll, and they'll have you know, access to like unique outfits it's all cosmetic yeah so in the scheme of microtransactions it's not making it pay to win it is unless they give you like super crazy awesome camo that's better than anything right. that you could mm -hmm. ever possibly get in the game uh, so it is cosmetic it's not going to be some crazy guns or the billion ammos that you can just take with right. you and, and wreck shop with but uh, it is each uh, each crate I believe has one clothing item so to unlock an outfit will take you out at a minimum four, and so you're talking. If um, if RNGs is kind to you, if he blesses you, then it will be ten dollars, basically, to get like an outfit. I mean, I'm gonna be go for it. Pub is very based on seeing enemies and yeah. things like that. Generally, with cosmetics like this, like there's already clothes in the game because people aren't naked. But Which is a real shame, if right. you ask me. I run, actually I always go naked. Generally, <laughs> I'm not kidding. And when I stream it, I always go naked. Fair enough. Uh, generally, in these games, like you, for, for cosmetic items, you would want cool, flashy things with like shoulder pads and lights, and you would look yeah. badass. And but like, what are they going to add cosmetically that either would not give you a disadvantage, but also not give you an advantage? Like, if you had a fucking ghillie suit, obviously that's a real problem. 
Uh, Which is an item in the game, but you only get it in boxes. So, right. I mean, that exists. Right. So, like, what could they add here that's not just, like, a pub shirt or, like, a Twitch shirt or, or something like that? that I'd be... Like, what wouldn't stand out? I don't think this is going to be that big of a problem. And I say that because I play this game a lot, and I don't give a rat's ass about the crates. Because I open them all the time and get nothing interesting. So it, I would never pay for that. If you want to put it in the game, go for it. Whatever. No. I, you've already made it so that that's the most uninteresting clothing system ever. Uh, I think I, a I lot of the concern for those who are upset comes less from the fact that they are doing it. They did say they would do it at some point. They're upset that it's early, mm -hmm. that, it's, that it's still in early access when they're doing it, but uh, also that there is concern that they may remove the current progression system where you can get things without crates mm. Which? There, because there's been sort nah. of some conflicting information about whether the current progression system yeah. would remain in place or whether it would go away and unfortunately this the the developer who uh, you know bless him is not not a PR guy is you know tried to explain it but not been very clear about it to like different sources and on Twitter and so when all those come together I'm not sure exactly what it is that he's saying. So uh, that's part of the concern. I mean, it's a little weird to make this move right now where you've sold, what, 3 million copies? Five, or 5, 5 million, million copies. So it's, there's million. Been, even, it's $150 even million. Been a few hundred thousand sold since that announcement. Uh -huh. the way that they sold yeah, they 5, sold something like 300,000 yeah. immediately after that $5 million. Like, made, so this is a $150 million game right now. It's huge. Uh, plus, I mean, and do you need money that bad I think I think what they're thinking is we have five million people playing our game if we give five million people the option to spend ten bucks we can make more money <laughs> I guess but they had really like, as, the, as you said the game is in peak popularity exactly it, your it, point. it makes a business it makes business yeah. sense to want to give people more options to support the game that they're playing nonstop. and unless this game comes out in like the next six months well, they were, it's gonna they miss were, it that's home. what they're planning to right but yeah. I, I don't I don't understand what they're gonna add and if they take away the shop that's already there it is a boring like or not shop they take away the progression that's already there it is boring it's like gray jacket Brown jacket. I don't care. Like, yeah, I would I would put it on. Don't take away. Like all I care is that I have some kind of earth tone clothing. Don't right. take away the shit I've got, and I'm fine. I don't right. care. I don't want to have to pick up or make everybody go naked. I don't give yeah. a shit. So apparently, proceeds of these crates are going toward an offline invitational, being played at Gamescom. Yeah. So uh, I think a portion I don't of fund a, that. a portion of the proceeds <laughs> are going to a charity of some kind, and, oh, okay. and then a portion of the proceeds are going to crowdfund a prize pool for this of uh, this. Competitive event they're doing. No, fuck that. So you know they're not they're not entirely taking it all to the bank, but I'm invited. <laughs> is it the responsibility? Is it the responsibility of gamers to care where that money is going? In the end of the day, you're still out the microtransaction, and so it, you know, okay, they're not taking it to the bank, but they're still charging for it. Also, where are online. all these clothes that they keep showing online? There was well, a these are probably what they're throwing in the, the crates. Well, here's the here's the other thing. So there's a a whole microtransaction ecosystem that exists for this game already on on through Steam. Yeah, uh, you can buy that trench coat for what? Uh, it's hundreds oh, of dollars. You can buy cosmetic items. I didn't know that. Yeah, on yeah. The, on the you can trade them on the Steam marketplace. And oh. you will be able to trade these ones as well. Hmm. So say you uh, you open a crate and you've already got the. I don't know the daisy pattern shirt. Then you can sell this daisy pattern shirt on the marketplace. I just is, I, there, is there gambling sites for 
PUBG items not, yet? Well, not we can yet. Report on people scamming people yet? Give it, give it time. Speaking of which, go to my yeah. special <laughs> site right now. Go to, go to PubGGamble.com. You know, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm doing no, it wrong. No, 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 no. I found it's, this just, crazy I, site. I, heard I this don't site. even know. I found it. I don't know. I go look there all at this. the time. I just I won like so much trench coat. Amazing. Don't look at the who is. Maybe you'll discover a name that you recognize. But no, it's a great site. All right, now finally. Yeah. Finally, this is the glitch of the week because I'm pissed about it. Walmart and their SNES Classic oh, no. pre-orders. Oh. So Friday evening, the the last Friday evening, Walmart published their pre-orders for the SNES Classic. They are the first in North America to do so. Pre-orders have been available in Europe uh, and uh, other regions, Australia, for some time now. They went up weeks and weeks ago, immediately pre-ordered out. They have not been available in North America yet. The uh, the theory is that they're waiting for FCC approval before they can open pre-orders. However, Walmart went ahead Friday evening and they opened their pre-orders, first retailer in the U.S. to do so, within 40 minutes, completely pre-ordered out. Thousands and thousands. It was a bloodbath shark frenzy online when the, the Twitter... So some people got email notifications and then immediately went to Twitter and let everyone know and it spread like wildfire. I totally got one. I was really happy about it. And then over the next few days, it started to get very, very confusing because some people uh, were getting emails that their order was canceled. And, uh, you know, that happens sometimes mm -hmm. with pre-orders. They'll, <laughs> their system Sad. will overload oh Peyton <laughs> their system will overload and they will end up with more pre-orders and they're gonna have mm -hmm. systems and so they have to cancel some of them and that happens but then people would contact support and say what's going on and some people some of the support people said yes your order is gonna be fine other people said no all pre-orders are gonna be canceled this was a huge mistake and no one knew what was going on Officially, Walmart has canceled all pre-orders that they sent out. I got not one, but because they really had to rub it in, two fucking emails from Walmart saying, we're going to cancel it. And then it's been canceled. Which uh, it's basically just like a giant corporate version of suck it, nerd. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I mean, it's like, you know, I, I get it, a little bit of an oops. But son of a bitch, That's a, that was a big-ass glitch, and it m made a lot of people very sad, very happy. You and can then do it again. It's a real roller coaster of emotion yeah. over here. It's kind of showing that this is going to be the same situation as the NES Classic, oh, yeah. where bajillion people want it, and it sells out in 40 minutes, and yeah. It's also, uh, I've heard uh, speculation that there may not be pre-orders. For this hardware, oh, that they're, they're actually only may... selling it on Black Friday, mm. and if you oh, want God. one, you got to line up physically in the store and bring the blood of a virgin. Yes, bring your weapons. It'll be a battle royale. Whoever wins gets the chicken dinner mm -hmm. and the SNES. Yes, that's actually going to be a microtransaction. You're going to have to <laughs> unlock it. You have to get the. You're going to have to pay to get the crate in the game, and then see if you get the SNES until after Gamescom, and then it goes. That that really right. sucks, though. For everyone that yeah. pre-ordered it and thought they were getting one, they were like, I'm done, <coughs> finished. Well, and then because there was the confusion for so long, it felt like this several days progression yeah. of of no one saying all the same stuff. Uh, so that's this is the, that, that's the biggest upset for the week. And you also know that everyone in Europe and Australia is like, <laughs> suckers, not only do you have the ugly one, but you don't have it. That's my impression the, of what, you guys. What was Foreigners. the <laughs> I don't know, I think it was Valley Girl. <laughs> it, all, it turns out everyone in Europe is from 
uh, is from the Valley in LA. But that's the, that's the big thing for the week. Very upset. Mm. If you have a pre-order, it's been canceled. Even if you if your email got filtered or something, if we you hate pre-ordered to be the one that it, told I'm very you. sorry. Um, on the bright side, NES Classics did uh, go up again on ThinkGeek. They ended up publishing some bundles. Again, also pre-ordered, or not pre-ordered, ordered out immediately, even though the bundles started at like 150 bucks because they had like a bunch of like toys and, yeah. and stuff included. Also because, sold, uh, because ThinkGeek is smart and they know that they can. Also canceled. All canceled now. All canceled. Yeah, everything, no, none of those are good. Everything's canceled. That's not true, by the way. I don't know. Maybe it is. <sighs> so we will all be a little Catharsis. bit sad yeah. for this period of time. Are we done being sad? I'd say I'm still fine with it. Oh, okay, cool. Well, in that case, let's talk about exclusives because we wanted. To, uh, there's a lot of chatter about whether exclusives are good for gamers and the gaming industry or bad for gamers in the gaming industry. And I feel like there's a lot to dig into here, so let's talk about it. All right, so there's been um, a, a lot of discussion in light of things like launch exclusives or which so for example uh, and we're mostly discussing in in relation to console here but uh, so for example when battlegrounds comes out it is going to be at the very least a launch exclusive for xbox one they're being really cagey they haven't confirmed that it's xbox one exclusive exclusive but they haven't announced any other platforms besides xbox one so it seems like they might be in, under contract not to talk about it yet regardless for now it is a console exclusive for Xbox One. Uh, you also have strategies of, say, PlayStation with Destiny and now Destiny 2, where they will have exclusive content. Mm -hmm. And there it seems to be this increasing volume of, of to some degree, saltiness, um, upset, I don't know, FOMO, I suppose, with a lot of gamers saying that exclusives are anti-consumer, that they are bad for gamers, they're bad for gaming. And then on the other side, you have people saying, no, exclusives are how I decide what console I want to buy. So, I mean, I my, my personal opinion on this is that from a business perspective, Whoa. that was a, was that was a serious, that yeah. was your elbow? Yeah. That was impressive. I'm an elbow cracker. There, uh, there's a lot of, I think exclusives are good. I think they're necessary, actually. Good, in order good or necessary? Because I think they're necessary. I think that they're necessary <coughs> and that they are a good way to for for publishers to create a value proposition for their platform. Totally. I uh, Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think maybe my issue with exclusives right now, I, I think it makes total sense to have exclusive titles. That's how it's always been. I mean, if you want to play Mario, you got to play Nintendo. I mean, that's... It's not something that's new or cropping up lately uh, until the developer goes out of business and then all their titles go to another platform. But um, the thing that bothers me more is, is segmented content. Like Destiny is a good example. It's like, yeah, you everybody can have the game, but this group of people can have this extra stuff. Yeah, they, that bothers they, me they more. They get the proper game. Right. <clears throat> well, it's not even proper. It's just like that is literally... Having exclusive titles is just like, okay, you know, that makes sense. That's that's a business kind of thing. It's like having a tiny niche exclusive content feels like it's just like. Uh, uh, well, I think it. I, I mean, I think the destiny to quote thing is, Gavin Free. I think I think the destiny thing is a byproduct of they wanted to just have Destiny on PS4, 
but all right. they were like, you can't, you ask, you can't no. ask quite enough. Like, so then they gave him a couple items in the strike. But, you know, I, I also agree that I think it's necessary because why would you choose one console over another if there wasn't exclusives? Right. I don't know uh, that the market could support multiple consoles if, if everyone can play every game on any platform. What it's going to come down to is one specific piece of hardware will dominate the market because... Honestly, probably because it's it's either the most powerful or it's the looks the best. Um, yeah, <laughs> either either it's the most powerful or it's like the cheapest. But I mean, either way, are... either way, you're going to end up with one dominating piece of hardware, and it's not dominating because of its uh, because of its game's value proposition. It's dominating because it, you know, it took a loss for the first five years, or practically gave the console it... away for free in order to stifle, you know, in order to basically like push out the competition, which then. Um, you know, if you don't have competition from multiple platforms, then there's no reason to be competitive. Mm -hmm. And I think that if that's the case, gamers would lose. It's, I yeah. mean, that's what we're dealing with with broadband in this country, right? Is they've, they've been allowed to become exclusive, and so they don't have to try anymore. Right. I think it is hard for, for people to see that benefit, but, but competition mm -hmm. does drive prices down, does keep costs of games low, does, you know drive people to make better games so that like you know first party like Sony and better is, platforms is, for games. Right. They're always they're always trying to make their product better to entice people to, to play it. If if Sony was the only people in the game you'd have a shit console. But it does it is a it is I can see why people are frustrated by it because if you if you buy one console for the entire generation and you're stuck with not being able to play Halo or something like that, that's frustrating. But that's it, also the choice that you're making. It, abso you know, it it's absolutely one is. of the, it's one of the things that you, you need to weigh when you decide what platform it is, to purchase. But you don't know that stuff necessarily going into the console. You may know like okay, Xbox is going to have Halo and maybe Gears of War and PlayStation will have God of War, but until like you know, you didn't with PS3, you didn't know Last of Us was coming out until yeah. the end of that generation. Or Zero Dawn. I mean, right? Like, well, yeah, I think Zero Dawn was announced. No, it wasn't. You're right. Uh, but like, you don't you don't necessarily know every single exclusive yeah. that you're going to miss out on or or get. Um, but it is. I think it's also it's it's frustrating a lot with things like the Oculus and the Vive because, at least to a PC owner, like there's no there's never been exclusivity, and then you get one of these pieces of hardware, and it's like, well, I can only play this on my my Oculus monitor. Mm -hmm. Unless I run revive to to make it work, so I can see why people are are really frustrated by it. And I'm frustrated. Well, and by that's it. a that's a niche market that is still struggling to find a foothold. So totally fracturing it at that point just hurt it. There was no no good benefit to that. It didn't drive enough people, I don't think, into the Oculus market no, marketplace. No, clearly not. They're priced at four hundred bucks right now. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Where whereas they used to be six hundred. Plus 150 or so for the touch. The yeah, I touch. think it was, it was 200, right? Because it brought the it basically Vive? up to the cost of the yeah. the $800 yeah. cost of the Vive once you included that. Yeah, the, so it was basically like 800 bucks. Then they bundled those together, so it was 600 bucks, and they dropped it even further to 400. So clearly, their strategy is not working well. Uh, but it is it is frustrating. But com like you said, competition is important. Otherwise, we'd have shit consoles and shit games. Mm. I mean, what it comes down to, uh, or what I see when I see those sorts of comments and people saying you like exclusives shouldn't be a thing is it's those people who bought one console and they're now mad that the other console has a thing that they want right which i mean if you don't have a lot of money that's a totally legitimate feeling uh it's of a jealousy feeling, but, but you're also you didn't buy it you're not entitled to you're not entitled to every to game. game totally and you are playing a superior console because that other console exists yep. and exclusivity as you I mean you, you you nailed it if 
all things were equal, if all consoles were equal game-wise, then it would just be the most powerful and the cheapest that won. And then once no one else could compete with them, this is happening right now. If you want an example of this, with look at Amazon. Amazon is driving smaller stores out of business because they're undercutting prices. I'm not, not, I'm not complaining. I love Amazon, but... Jeff Bezos. You now, love him now. As long Jeff as they Bezos, stay as good. Of, <laughs> as of today, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. was announced he has now surpassed Bill Gates as the richest dude in the world. So he's making money somehow, but a lot of that is stock, uh, and stock is not necessarily based on something. How long has Bill Gates been the richest guy in the world? Cause dude, he's been just throwing, he's been giving it away I mean, he, for Yeah, years. he can't get rid of his money fast enough to yeah. give up that spot until now. But, but uh, uh, you know, they, Amazon's recently been coming under fire for some anti-competitive practices, like, so they had Prime Day. And that was their whole crazy, like, look at all the really kind of mostly lame shit that's on sale uh, yeah. a bit. But they have been accused by manufacturers of products of bumping the prices before the sale so mm. that then they could artificially discount it without actually losing any money right. by doing so. You know, it's something that uh, some games have been accused of doing as well. It was, oh gosh, I forget. We reported on, on one developer that was alleged to have done that right immediately before a Steam sale mm -hmm. to bump their price and then and then discount it back down to its original price while looking like they were being so magnanimous. But, you know, when that thing sort of happens when no one can really stop you. Mm -hmm. And so the more competition, the better off consumers are. You might not get a specific game, but overall, the console ecosystem is better for it. Make friends and remember the games that you really want to play. And I guarantee you, you wait five years, you can pick up that console for cheap and that game for cheap and play it later. It won't you may matter. have to wait. It won't matter in five years. It won't. They'll no. be bigger and better, but, you know. Yeah, and you know, in five years, in, you know, in one year, you'll probably have forgotten about the game. It's a shame. It, it really is. Like, I, I remember being a kid and not being able to play things. And, uh, it's, I never played it's frustrating. Sonic. I never, had, I never had a, a Sega. never played Sonic as a kid. I would argue that that's good for you, too, because it inspires you to, like, I need to go earn some damn money. Yeah, don't worry. Soon enough, you'll be an adult, and you will yeah. have all of the consoles and no time to play them. Yes, because you that have to earn the money a, to buy all the consoles. Right. That is a hard way to be, too, is being able to get stuff and then not use it. What we're saying, kids, is let's crush your ideals right now. <laughs> There's no perfect solution unless you win the lottery. And, and that's not a good way to make money. And also, yeah, the lottery, probably not going to get you what you think. That's uh, It's a business opportunity for people that are really bad at statistics. It's a, yeah, bad at math tax. Yeah. All right, so that uh, okay, that's uh, that's how we feel about exclusives, right? Yeah. Right, let's not let's not run it too far into the ground. Uh, this is the end then of this episode of Glitch Please. If you enjoy Glitch Please and all of our happy smiling faces and the sometimes smart, probably a lot of times stupid things that we say, uh, make sure that wherever you're watching or listening to this, please give us a thumbs up, leave a nice review on iTunes, subscribe, and we'll be back next week. If you're a Rooster Teeth First member, coming up after this, we will have our mailbag. So we're going to answer some of your questions. If you are not a Rooster Teeth First member and you still want to get a little bit more glitch please in your life, then uh, you can sign up. There's a free trial. Just go to theno.tv. And you can sign up. You can get a free month trial. You can try all of our first exclusive content. And you can get access to Glitch Please early when you do that. Uh, and then after that, it's a few bucks a month if you're into that sort of thing. All right, we'll see you guys next week.
Stay sexy.